0: Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hey Shannon. Hi Becca. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it is good. I am, Oh uh, god, I just am reliving Parks and Recreation in my head over and over again. And it just, I'm really sad that it's gone yeah so it won't be forgotten for sure
1: no, I just i'm very happy with it uh I just i you so rarely get closure with shows where they end on their mm-hmm. own terms, and I think that's so great that it got to do that that it 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 told its story you know, and we didn't have to watch it get horrible
0: <laughs> yeah <You know?
1: sighs> it's almost I, good that it wasn't wildly successful or whatever like modern family or whatever which i probably will be talking a lot about modern family during this episode and how i consider it like the opposite of parks um okay but yeah just i think it because it wasn't like wildly successful it just got to be good and just mm-hmm. keep there like I, I think amy poehler said at one point she was like We just stopped worrying about whether or not we would be renewed, because if it was our last season, then we would just write the best season. And they just did that every single season, you know? You don't really have much of an incentive to do
0: that if you're on, like, Two and a Half Men, (laughs) you know? No. (laughs) No. Well, okay, so I think right now we should say this is probably going to be a spoiler-filled episode for anybody that hasn't watched Parks and Rec all the way through. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to be discussing in depth the final episode Mm -hmm. and also our favorite episodes and maybe favorite plot points and character developments and everything. So be wary if you want to preserve anything you haven't seen it yet.
1: And also, if you haven't and you're worried about being spoiled, it's a comedy, so get over it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or just watch it and... Just watch it. it. Yeah. so that you do yeah. all on Netflix. <laughs> it's all on Netflix. We'll put the uh, last season on pretty soon, probably. You got just... It's not on Netflix here, sadly, oh. so... Well, yeah. Americans, you can watch it all on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Listen up, you Americans, home of the free... <laughs> yep. ...and the brave. <laughs> Take advantage of what you have. <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly. Oh. oh. Okay, so we tasked each other with uh, coming up with the three our three favorite episodes of the whole series Mm -hmm. um do you want to like alternate
0: episodes you you tell me one I tell you one I think we should do it like the draft (laughs) I have no idea how the the NBA draft okay so no the NBA draft (laughs) nope I I don't either okay no me neither do they just uh, like I assume the team walks up and is like I want that guy
1: it's like picking teams for basketball and pick up games I'm not
0: quite sure, but I I assume it's sort of like dodgeball when you were in high school or grade school or whatever. Sure, <laughs> like sure. Everybody's sort of I just in love the that you and... chose a
1: sports metaphor.
0: <laughs> yeah, clearly it's good for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay, well I <laughs> I will start. Um, and I when I suggested this idea to you, I texted this one as dibs. Mm-hmm. So I think I watched it again today, and I don't know if it's still my favorite episode, but I. I know for a fact that whenever I go on Netflix and I'm like, I really feel like watching Parks and Recreation. I always pick 94 meetings. Mm, so good. From I have them all written down. It is season two, episode 21. And I just love that episode so much. I The only panic attack I've ever had in my life afterwards, I came home and I sat on the couch and I put that episode on. And I was like, this is medicine. (laughs) So it's, and I think going back today and watching it and everybody was so different, you know, like they're all very different characters, but it was just still like an amazing look into who these people were going to become. Like April mentions really offhand at the very end of the episode that like she knows that Ron is Duke silver. Mm -hmm. And it's just all these little moments where you see how these people really are. And, I think my favorite thing about the show is that the character development is so consistent. Like, yeah. They just, they know their characters so well and it's apparent even from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, and their characters have a chance to, to, to change, improve, grow. Like, the show moves with them. It's not like, a reset button is pressed at the end of every episode. You know, it's not like, yeah. oh, well, of course she'll lose the city council race because she has to – it's Parks and Rec. She has to be in there. And it's like, no, she won city council. And, yeah. you, you know, but then, you know, it does sort of reset. But then it goes back, you know, now then she goes – and they, they follow through and they just move the show with the characters because I read somewhere it was like you – most shows – I don't know what show that they were referring to originally, but they were like, "You, oh, it was The Office. They were comparing it to The Office and how by the end of The Office, you hated (laughs) all of those characters. Like, (laughs) It started off where you're like, I kind of want to hang out at that office. That's fun. I'm really rooting for these guys. And by the end, Mm -hmm. they just become these horrible people, caricatures, and they're just the worst, and they're mean to each other, and it's just garbage.
0: <laughs> and
1: mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, each episode, you love the characters more and more. Yep. And I think that is just so unique, because it's just, it's so often that the more you get to know a character, the less you sort of like them. Like, The Bachelor. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> true. Oh my god. <sighs> I have so many feelings about The Bachelor right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's your uh, okay. first one on your list? First one
1: on my list is Hunting Trip, which Ugh. season two I believe that was also yeah. on my list. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I just picked a lot of feminist episodes because they just have such amazing moment, like feminist moments in them. And that bit at the end where Amy Poehler is just um, like listing all the reasons why she potentially accidentally shot like, Ron, uh-huh. and it was like, my bra broke open, or, I thought I smelled <laughs> chocolate, or, I just have a lot of feelings, and the the sexist park ranger was like, uh-huh, sounds about right, <laughs> and it was just, <laughs> it was so amazing, and it was, it's just so good.
0: Yeah, I also, I watched that one again today, too, and I think that is, like, the first one where I think Donna comes into her own as an yeah. actor, and she's still not, like, a major person yet, but... Just her love of her Mercedes and <laughs> <That's> kno- <scream. laughs> knowing like the backstory about how everybody was dying laughing because of her reaction yeah. to that, like <laughs> on set. I I just love that moment so much. It's such a good episode, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I I was so happy. I went back and watched that one. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. What What do you got?
0: Okay, I have uh, two parties which is The Bachelor and Bachelorette Parties of Ben and Leslie. And I was reading, I read through literally every synopsis of all the episodes today (laughs) (laughs) before I picked. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch that one again. And I watched it and I was just like, this is exactly what I love about the show. And I think you're sort of already saying it is that like all of these characters care about each other, which makes you care about Mm -hmm. every character. So, a lot of the times on the show, it's, like, women supporting women, like, with all the Galentine's Day stuff mm-hmm. and everything, and you get a lot of that from the show because there are so many good female characters on the show, mm-hmm. but I love that in this episode, not only do you get that, but you also get the men supporting each other, yeah. so they all go on a joint uh, bachelor party, and there's just this throwaway moment where they're in the car driving somewhere, and they're all singing Shoop together. Yes! <laughs> Like, oh, (laughs) God, and I just, it's so telling how, like, they really all care about each other, and I just, I left that episode feeling, like, so warm and fuzzy, Mm. because it was exactly what I think, like, if you had to describe the relationships on that show, I think that would be the episode where I was, like, watch that one, because you'll get, you'll get it, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mm
1: Yeah. Um, my, my next episode is probably, I, I mean, it's, it's been my favorite for a really long time. There's, it's, it's from like the third season, I think. So it's possible that others have edged it out at this point, but for, you know, three or four seasons, this is is hands down, like my go-to favorite episode, which is Pawnee Rangers Mm -hmm. with the Pawnee Goddesses. Yes, um, <laughs> there is that moment where they're they're initiating all of the the boys, the Pawnee Rangers, into the Pawnee goddesses, and they have to repeat mm-hmm. after her of "I am a beautiful female warrior," and just all of the little boys are just they're like, "Yes, I am a beautiful female warrior," and Chris Pratt is doing <laughs> it, and he's doing "Hear my womanly roar," and then he roars, and it's just the greatest. <laughs> Moment. And there's so much great, like Ron and Leslie stuff, where and uh-huh. then at the end she creates the Swanson's or whatever, where you know mm-hmm. it's just like him digging yes. trenches with kids. I just, I love that episode so much. It's just, it and it and it has the bit at the beginning where she's, oh, I'm Annabelle Vandergraff, and I just fall kisses <laughs> when the sun shines on my head. It's literally, like, it's just such a perfect episode, and it's such a perfect encapsulation of what the show is, of this, you know, like, so many, like, park-type moments, and just Mm -hmm. beautiful, like, feminist stuff. I just, I loved it.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's not the season three episode I thought you were going to say, but now that you say it, I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. Ugh, that is a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I just love... Leslie and Ron, and I love ev- like I really loved the episode this season. Leslie and Ron mm-hmm. when they were, had the bottle episode, and I just rewatched that literally right before we started talking, <laughs> and I was like, "This was." I mean, say what you want about like them breaking them up just so they could get back together, and in, in that season, but I still think as a friendship or what mm-hmm. what does he call them proximity work, <laughs> yeah, acquaintance. yeah. <laughs> acquaintances, acquaintances, <laughs> like. I think that they are so, they are two of the strongest friends mm-hmm. that you could find on TV. And I just, oh, God, I, uh, I love it's them. It's such
1: a beautiful relationship because it's sort of, it's I think it's sort of what, like, the Liz and Jack dynamic were, could have been on 30 Rock, where he gives her sage mm-hmm. advice, except this show is so much more genuine, I feel like, than 30 Rock. And, like, there's actual, like, real advice that you can take away from it, like, You know, don't half-ass one thing, whole-ass one thing. You know, like it (laughs) it was just, it was just. There's like so many gems. You know, you only have one hometown, and he just has these these like great little moments where he just gives her real advice that you could take to the bank. You know, and it's just, Mm -hmm. and 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 yet at at the same time, he's going, "We're just proximity workplace acquaintances," and then you know he starts
0: tearing up, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. at the same time, not only that, but she is able to give him advice too. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a one sided relationship sort of thing. It's definitely a mutual mutually beneficial relationship where they both learn from each other and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just oh god. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and I mean, but you can say that
1: about every single relationship on the show, you know. Ron and April, Tom and Leslie, you know, just like every single April and Leslie Leslie, you know it's just each one it's not not neither none of the relationships are like one-sided where it's just like Leslie being the best friend to everyone and just supporting them 100 percent. it's they're supporting Mm -hmm. her and you know vice versa and it's just such a beautiful joyful supportive show yeah and you just
0: don't you don't see that anymore so uh so what's your last one? Uh, my last one is season six, episode six, filibuster, mm. which oh, is the roller skates. I, I, oh. The roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think so that's good. also the episode with uh, Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that that episode is just like fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as it's not up there with the other ones where you're like learning a super lesson or whatever. I just think that that's seeing you in that episode, you see Leslie Nope at one of her most like, I don't know, persevering moments, mm-hmm. you know, like she does that throughout the series where she just like, you know, puts her heels in the mud and she's like, I'm not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And she sticks up for what she believes in. And I, I think that's a really important facet of her character. So mm-hmm pointing somebody towards that episode is like, oh, here, get to know Leslie because this is what she does all the time. (laughs) And
1: it's like a perfect depiction of her relationship with Ben where, you know, she's trying to throw this party for him, but when she has to drop it for something more important, he immediately supports her and is even like more attracted to her because she's filibustering with roller skates on. (laughs) You know, it's like, like they're just such a perfect, perfect, beautiful, supportive couple. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I this wasn't originally on my three because I assumed you would take it, but flu season.
0: Ugh is flu season! Just one of the we best just episodes that when I was
1: sick of television on Earth. Yeah. Earth. like the floor and the wall just switched. Like it's just <laughs> genius. It's uh, it's a beautiful uh, episode, but it wasn't the one that I had on my list because I thought you were gonna take. Uh, I have I have a bunch more. They're all it's all me feminist too. stuff. <laughs> We can just run through our okay. whole list if you want. <laughs> so blue season is just straight up funny. Um, but yeah. um, win, loser, draw when she votes for herself in the voting booth. Oh yeah, and she just has that little moment where she like is, has like a little. She's just so uh, just when she votes for herself. I think that's just the most beautiful moment <laughs> in the world. And it's just she's like, I'm just gonna go fulfill a lifelong dream
0: now. And then she does it. Is that the episode that ends with uh, Jerry realizing he forgot to vote? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, I don't really remember much of the rest of that episode. I just remember that moment. So
0: maybe it shouldn't have been on the top. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You can have a favorite moment. I, um, I also put on my list, The stake out because I think that's mm. really, it's season two, episode two, so it's one of the first episodes, because the first season was only like six or eight episodes, so. Yeah. I mean, that's, you really get to know how she works, and her and Tom, and Mark Brandanowitz still around, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I just love that. that. That also is a really funny one to me. I also have, I thought you might pick um, The Fight. Which I love. Mm. I love that episode. Well, I
1: figured you would
0: because you talked about how much you loved it. So I know. Yeah, I just the f- I couldn't I couldn't pick that one because Leslie and Anne are fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's so true. Ugh. But
1: it has it's it has the snake juice, so it's amazing. And it has lines that I still use where it's like, I feel great no. this morning. I ran a five k. Oh, really? No, I threw up in the shower. No, like. <laughs> And then at the end, Leslie and Anne, they're, like, doing the job interview. And she goes, I will expand on that further. But first, I'm going to go throw up in a waste paper basket. And she goes, may I join you? (laughs) It's so amazing. Oh, it's so good. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And then, let's see, I've got uh, a Women in Garbage Um, Oh,
0: yes. It's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You literally just picked every feminist episode. Basically, (laughs) when
1: Leslie picks a moment to fight for women everywhere, I fall more and more in love with the show. Mm
0: -hmm. Basically
1: yeah and same with Jerry's painting where she yes I. that's also I on just my watched list. <laughs> that one the other day and it's like she, puts, she starts wearing a braid in her hair because
0: she feels yep. so powerless
1: and oh it's, <laughs> and she goes I am the goddess Diana." oh god it's so good it's so good okay
0: uh, I think the other one that I watched today that I wanted to give a special mention to is Leslie and Ben which is their wedding episodes yeah, is so because good. I forgot like, I remembered that they got married in the office. Mm-hmm. And so the episode was going along, and I was like, okay, this all, all this is good. Like, And it was so heartfelt. Like, everybody's, again, like, the team is assembling to, you know, make this wedding happen yeah. or whatever. And they start going down the aisle, and I'm like, wait, this isn't right. What's going to happen? And Councilman Jam comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and he's like, boo, mm-hmm. during her walk down the aisle. And I was like... I was askance. I was like, I cannot (laughs) believe this this (laughs) is (laughs) happening. This jerk. (laughs) And then, uh, God, it was just like, and then after that for Ron to just be like, take her back to the office and say how much he appreciated her. And, Mm -hmm. He is he is like such a good friend and then uh just the wedding was so perfect with how everybody was involved and Champion was there. Yeah. I just Oh my god. I wanted to cry. <laughs> I love it so much. And that's when she says, I love you and I like you mm-hmm. and I just I love oh, and they sit outside on the under the mural that they love, mm-hmm. they both love and I just I love them. I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. We could probably do this all day. It's just recapping good episodes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Pretty much every single well, okay, was gold. That's true. Let's recap season seven and the finale then. I okay. Think. Just so what were? How did you feel about the wrap up for the season? Because I know I oh I feel like I'm always disappointed by finales mm-hmm. of shows. Well, so I loved it. I mean, I
1: thought it was me too. Pretty much perfect. Like. I think I thought that I was going to get more emotional than I did, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was perfect. Like it's exactly what we needed. We needed to wrap up everyone. We want, we needed to know that everyone was going to be okay. And, you know, here's their future lined up for us and, you know, don't worry about it. (laughs) You know, everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it was just so beautiful. It was just, uh, it was I loved it.
0: I loved it. (laughs) I did too. I, yeah, I think off the top of my head this morning, I was thinking about it. I was like, I, the only other season finale I can think of that really left me with the same sort of feeling was Buffy. Mm. And that's only, I think because I watched Buffy after it had aired, I did the whole thing at once sort of idea. So I didn't have to go through like the lulls and, peaks and valleys Mm -hmm. over time. I just was able to power through like the bad Mm -hmm. disappointing arcs and seasons and everything. So, but I think on the whole parks and rec never had a bad moment. Like there, there were definitely storylines that I didn't really want to happen. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want Anne to move away. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't want Anne and Chris to, end up together especially after that episode I watched earlier today the uh two parties episode when they go on the bachelor and bachelorette parties mm-hmm. and sh- and chris starts sort of like looking into shauna Malway Tweep as a possibility mm-hmm. and they just set that up as like a perfect pairing and I was like why didn't they end up <laughs> <it> together <laughs> and so yeah so I I didn't uh, always I was not always on board with that particularly, Mm -hmm. but I think overall, at the end of every season I was always wanting more, happy with the characters, Mm -hmm. and really, I had a lot of faith in where they were going, because they they are, they were really caring about how they wrote their characters Mm -hmm. and developed them and everything, so I was so happy with the finale, because I love getting that, you're right, the closure sort of idea Mm -hmm. of just knowing that in real life, people do move away. Like yeah. Donna is a really big fish for that small pond, mm-hmm. so she would move to Seattle. And I, I just was really happy with it, and I didn't cry, but I did feel yes. things in my heart. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I'm pretty. Sure, I, I would say that there wasn't a bad episode, although I, I do say season one still irks me, mostly because it's clear that they just didn't, they didn't, it, It's it's it wasn't the show it is now, you know, it, it right. was trying to be The Office and trying to have Leslie be Michael Scott, which is a doofus, and when they mm-hmm. made the choice, starting at season two, to make her finally, like, intelligent, um, and not just mm-hmm. this caricature of a feminist, and actually just make her a genuine feminist, I think that that's where the show starts for me I think the six episode pilot is what it really was is because of Amy Poehler's pregnancy yeah I think it worked out their kinks it's still it's still some amusing episodes there's there's still the kernel of the show there but it's not it's not what the show is anymore you know of the hundred where um it's like the first few episodes of the hundred just feel like this CW sort of teen drama where it's kind of lame and it's become so much more than that. And those characters have grown and developed so much more. And that's sort of what I Mm -hmm. think of as like the first season of Parks is, you know, sort of like a test run and it's not quite the feel of the show, but it has, it has the basics of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think it was a lot of exposition. I mean, for both the 100 and Probably for Parks as well. If I went back and watched it, like you have to sort of get to know what this part of the government does, and you know, Mm -hmm. and who these people are. There's a lot of characters that work in that office, so and there's some world
1: building too. You
0: have to get, you have to like,
1: that's the that's I I hadn't even written this down, but Pawnee as a character
0: uh in this (laughs)
1: is so amazing, and I just I can't think of another show that has that where the secondary the tertiary the the characters you see like at you know every uh public forum uh uh-huh. you know like what show like has that that sort of world building in there
0: so true i uh, i love Pawnee and the rampant raccoon problem yeah <laughs> and just uh it, yeah a lot of the episodes i watched today had a lot of Discussion about Ponchburger and the Ponchburger going (sighs) up on Lot 48. And I was just like, this is amazing. I love this town and yeah. I, these dumb people and they're fighting <laughs> eagleton and
1: <laughs> right and you become so attached to this town especially because it's like eagleton is such snob so then you immediately are like pawnee for life yeah and then slowly pawnee starts to really come up in the world you know they mm-hmm. get the free wi-fi for the whole town and tom's bistros and all this stuff and then you know and then all of a sudden they've got a national park and in your I and I literally start thinking towards the end of this last season. I think, God, I want to move to Pawnee. Yep, me like, too. <laughs> maybe the first couple seasons, you're like, it's nice to watch this show in Pawnee, but I don't want to move to a raccoon-infested town with no restaurants or whatever. But then by the end of the season, the series, you're like, Pawnee is the place to be.
0: So true. Oh and it was God. literally
1: thanks to this group of people, to, to Leslie Nope. And I think, God, that's just, just such a beautiful... Beautiful show. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, moving to the finale, I think. I did you notice that, or did you see the article online showing that the man that had the problem with the swing at the beginning of the final episode yes. is the wreck, who, yeah, or the Daly. homeless guy, <laughs> drunk guy <laughs> from the first episode. I was yeah. Just, I could not believe. So, it. I was so happy. I rewatched
1: the first episode after I saw that because I wanted to see that. That was. That it was the same guy, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, it really was Andy Daly!" And wow, like that's yeah. amazing. I just, I love that all those characters. Like that woman who, when Ron is at that circular desk, and that woman is chasing him around <laughs> as he swivels, and she's yeah. talking about sun tea or whatever. But she comes in all the time to complain, and you see her at public forums, yeah. and I just, I, I just love the town. You have, mm-hmm. you know, just Greg Pekaitis, and you have all <laughs> of these great recurring characters that are not main characters, and are not secondary characters, mm-hmm. but they are recurring. I
0: it's mean, Curd happily is... Curd
1: Happily, Joan <laughs> Palometto! Like, I just... It's so good. It's mm-hmm. so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did you think of all of their futures? All the future timelines for everybody?
1: I was very happy with all of them. I I have a feeling you took issue with April getting pregnant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I was thinking about it and I, I immediately when it's when that timeline started happening, I was like, uh, you know, because I mm-hmm. if I had to envision a future for them, I would have pictured one that was less cookie cutter, you know? And mm-hmm. I think they were still Looking back, I, I might have judged it a little harshly at first because they were still being themselves within that time. You know, mm-hmm. like, naming the child after Halloween and her wearing yeah. makeup, zombie makeup, to giving birth and everything. And and so I see I see how it's, it's true to their characters. But at the same time, I sort of pictured something different for them. And I don't know exactly what it would be, but I was trying to mull it over this morning, and I was thinking maybe something more like... They were, they come across somebody like a little kid and they decide to adopt him, you know, or her, Mm -hmm. or like some Orin like child that doesn't want to, that nobody will adopt from the orphanage because they're so weird. And they immediately step up and they're like, that's our child, clearly, (laughs) we were meant to be. And like, they just take this gangly, 12-year-old under their wing, and, like, I just envisioned something more like that for them instead of being following the same track as all the other mothers in the show, you know? It just seemed a little... It didn't seem different enough for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
0: And I also want to know if Andy ever found his... I just think their storyline was a little unfinished because, like, you don't know if Andy went back to teaching kids or being a singer or Johnny Mm -hmm. Karate. And you don't know, did April stay in that job where she was helping people find jobs or did she finally find something for herself that was uh, like another job or did they stay in DC? I don't know. It just Mm -hmm. seemed like they focused on the childbirth rather than the parents themselves, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I definitely did want to know more about their, careers and where they ended up, rather Mm -hmm. than whether or not they were going to have a baby. Yeah. But it was also nice, too, because I just... Her relationship with Leslie is the most beautiful thing on this show, I feel like, is how it's evolved from season one to now, where the way she looked at Leslie when she's holding her baby in her arms, and her husband is behind her, but she looks at Leslie like... This is a god among us. Uh-huh. Like, and, and I'm pretty sure that's Aubrey Plaza looking at, like, at uh,
0: Amy, Amy Poehler, Poehler. Way.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like she feels that way about her. And it was just so beautiful. And I feel like the when Leslie, you know, was giving her advice as to whether or not she should have kids, I feel like that was Amy Poehler. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just like, I, I, I just, I, it, it's the characters and the actors have bled so much together at this point that... I just, some of it feels just so genuine and yeah. just, I mean, in like that men's rights activist episode where Leslie just goes and says stuff straight from Her Amy book. Kohlers yeah. book, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's just, the these people, these actors are so wonderful yeah. and their characters are just like slightly different from them, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I... I really did. I lo- It just felt like such genuine moments between these people. And I just... You could feel the love yeah. just radiating between everyone. And I it think... wasn't just the characters. It was the people.
0: Yeah. I think that's sort of what you might have mentioned at the beginning of the episode is, like, the difference between this family and modern family.
1: Yeah. Okay. Can we get into this now? Because I am ready. Um, (laughs) I'm ready to compare this to every other sitcom.
0: Okay, I I am ready to get into it. I just have to say one thing, one other thing that I sort of missed in the finale, which was I wish Mark Brendanowitz had made a comeback at some point. Mm. Just, I was sort of thinking about
1: that. Like he fell off the face. When he left, he left. There was almost, Mm -hmm. I don't think they ever mentioned him again in the show.
0: No, not really. Yeah. I don't think so. So yeah, yeah, so I was just, that was the one thing, and I didn't notice it during the episode. It wasn't until afterwards when I was reading yeah. reviews and people were like, "What? but what happened to Mark? And I was like, oh yeah, he was an important part of that show for at least two seasons. Was he two there seasons? until the third yeah. season? Uh,
1: I feel like he left and then the third season is when
0: Ben and, ben Chris, and Chris came Chris. in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So anyway, go back to your... Rant about <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Modern Family,
1: when that fir- the show first came on, I loved it. I mm-hmm. watched Me it too. every week. I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was genius. I watched it with my mom and my sister, and we just loved it. And then after a certain point, I couldn't tell you when. I just really couldn't stand it anymore because the formula of the show would go, every character is mean to each other, they rag on each other, they talk about each other behind their back, they use the documentary style to talk about people behind their back and their little uh, talking heads, mm-hmm. and then the last five minutes of every episode, they would say some beautiful thing about family and how they all love each other and they'd all hug, and that would be the end of the episode. And it mm-hmm. happens every single episode, and it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just, there's there doesn't appear to be any love, like, any real love between any of these characters. The characters, they don't grow and change. There's no arcs that you're watching. I mean, I know it seems like it's a lot to ask for a sitcom, but because Parks did it so well, and because Modern Family keeps winning Emmys,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I just feel like it, it needed to be so much better than it turned out to be.
0: Yeah, and I think that was you mentioned that to me before. Is you're, that's the same problem you have with Blackish, right?
1: Yeah, that, that was also the same thing. The formula, was, and yeah. I see that on so many sitcoms, like even New Girl, where yeah. they are supportive of each other, but they spend most of the episode tearing each other down in a sense and ragging on each other.
0: Oh, you and, just ruined that show for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they sort of do that. They kind of do that on the Mindy project too, a bit. You know, yeah. just.
0: Well, I have a lot of like, problems with Mindy right now, but yeah, I, I think it's like, it's do these different. people even
1: like each other? Like, why are they even friends? I can't even tell why. And maybe at the end of the episode, they'll say something nice to each other and be supportive. But most of the episode, they were not supportive. They were not communicating. I just I see that on so many sitcoms, and it's just not. It's not. Funny to me anymore of people just ragging on each other. Not after, like, this is a post parks world, you know? <laughs> you, you, it can still be funny and have people, you can have people be nice to each other and have that be yep. funny. And I just, I hate just watching like families be mean to each other. I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, I'm so blessed so that we much got. Parks and Rec for so many seasons because mm-hmm. it it really was, I think, like the perfect show in so many ways. And I'm yes. I'm just so glad I got to watch all of it and they got to conclude it when they wanted to mm-hmm. instead of, you know, finishing it at season four or something, you know. I yeah. really think that they succeeded in telling this complete story yes. that benefited from the whole thing. Like just being... Yeah. Being completely told by the people that cared about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just, if only every good show could have that, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Well, should we do recommendations now to put a Band-Aid on this wound of not having Parks and Rec anymore?
1: (laughs) Oh God! I keep forgetting to come up with recommendations. Oh before. God! Before, so you you say I I sure I've got some written down in my notes here for other things.
0: Yeah, just tell me. Call the midwife again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, um, oh, no. there was one recommendation I had that I kept. I continued watching it, and then I realized I didn't want to recommend it to you anymore because I didn't care for it that much. Oh. Um. I guess, okay, um, I guess I could do uh, music recommendations. Um, yeah. Uh, I found, I'm sure I'm probably one of the last people to find this, but there's a website called uh, Something About Music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have it bookmarked. Hold on. It's um, it, it's so, like, you hear a song on, like, a TV show or a movie, and you're like, whoa, oh, what was that? Mm-hmm. um Shazam. And this website. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I've heard it. Wait, I heard about this website, and it like tells you what minute it happens. Two epi- and find, um, two and find,
1: two and find. <laughs> maybe maybe there's mul- there's probably multiple episodes uh, and multiple websites that uh-huh. do this, but this is a sort of a crowdsourced one. But you just like look up the show and the episode, and you're like, what was that song? And they'll list the songs that were in that episode, mm-hmm. and you can play like a thirty second sample of it. And so then I went and downloaded a bunch of music from The Hundred because um, mm. they have really good music and from like Selfie and stuff like that um, oh. like About a battle Boy and, and basically shows that had really good music. Um, so I just downloaded a bunch of songs from them um, and there was this band that um, had a song uh, from The Hundred and the band is called Dotan. Um, they're from the Netherlands and Ooh. they just really cool songs. The song is sort of sound very similar to each other but they're very mellow and enjoyable and I and I'm gonna share all these songs with you um there's some there's some good ones um uh young rising suns which I think is like a rising to prominence sort of group and they have a song called hi that you've probably heard a bunch it's probably all over the place, um, and I also downloaded "Hero" from the Boyhood soundtrack. Yes, um, so I've just <laughs> I have got like one. this great playlist that I'm listening to right now that I want to share with you. So, and it was just, I I get most of my new songs and like bands that I hear from are from television and mm-hmm. movie trailers and <laughs> stuff yep. like that. So it was very exciting for me to find that website.
0: Cool. Yeah. Super well. I will love to listen to it because I, I have a bad girls playlist that is slowly morphing into a not girls playlist anymore because it, <laughs> it used to be just women singers and you know songwriters and everything. And slowly, I've just been adding stuff like "Hero" from Boyhood. I'm like that's mm-hmm. the most not woman song that exists because mm-hmm. it's about it's a song by a man for a movie about a boy. It's just like yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so I look forward to some new stuff for sure. Yeah. Um well, this morning I watched the season series finale of Drop Dead Diva. I finally finished the most recent season oh, which God, I had I completely forgot forgotten about, that about show. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching the last season because I mean, it's not a great show. <laughs> it's a lifetime show, you know. But you know what you're getting into because you watched most of it already and yeah, it just it wraps up a lot of storylines and I I was very satisfied with the ending. I was it was certainly not as good as, an ending as uh Parks and Rec <laughs> clearly, but it was still worth it, I think. So you should if you don't want to watch the whole season, I would recommend at least watching the second half of the season cuz a lot of stuff changes right towards the end. So Okay. Yeah, but I Yeah. it's still fun, you know. It's it's fun to watch while you're making dinner or whatever, you know. It's just nice procedural that's usually pretty lighthearted, so
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot about that show. I should probably look into it. Yeah. Um, remind myself what happened in that show. But yeah. yeah. And also you you said I should watch season two of broad Tur- broad church.
0: Yes. I watched it in one sitting, <laughs> as I did the first season. Um And it's definitely a different show than the first season. And I just heard that they're going to get a third season and I don't know how that's going to work, but I will probably still watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is really interesting because they, instead of, they do have like a murder case that they're pursuing, but most of the series is about the trial of Joe from season one. Mm -hmm. And so you are with the same characters and, you know Rory is there from Being the Priest again which I love. <laughs> it's just it's interesting because and I think you would really enjoy it because it's the justice system and the justice system in the UK is so interesting compared to our yeah. own especially how they treat people on the witness stand. Mm-hmm. And I think you will be fascinated by it because yeah. it's probably a better representation of it than Law and Order UK. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, Which has Battlestar Galactica guy in it. Oh, really?
1: Guy.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Doing well, his there's.
1: Native accent.
0: So many secret Doctor Who people that pop up in. And actually, <laughs> I'm just going to spoil this one for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jarvis from Agent Carter is a major character in season two of Ooh. Broad Church. Again, he's just popping up everywhere in my life nowadays. So, yeah, so I would definitely put that very high on your list to finish because. Okay. It's, and you'll watch it all at once because it's so, like, even from yeah. the first 10 minutes of the first episode, you're like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That'll maybe be my project for today. Because yeah. Because it's snowing here and I'm stuck in the house. So. Oh.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. It is the perfect um, thing to curl up with.
1: For some reason, the Justice System thing reminded me of the latest episode of Curl Show, which, uh, have you been watching that?
0: I am not up to date on it yet. I'm still watching okay. it. Okay. So you're enjoying it? I am but I haven't gotten okay, to any of good. the Philadelphia stuff yet so. Right I think that's much later but
1: I think early on they have the Wheels Ontario which is like the Degrassi spoof. Oh I've only they've only done one of those so far. Oh, okay because Nathan Billion was in this last episode oh. you know playing like a Mountie <laughs> and uh, just like really going deep into the Canadian accent and they were just I just love that like that whole sketch like, that they keep doing of the wheels, Ontario, because they mm-hmm. keep talking, like, they're like, oh, I guess we'll just have free healthcare now, <laughs> and they just, like, they're, like, just talk about, they're like, oh, I guess, uh, you have to go to jail in a, in a comfortable and safe institution where, that will, uh, uh, rehabilitate you, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, there's just some really, it's just really funny, anyway, but,
0: but you're on it, so, uh, good, yeah. cool show. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think our final sentiment for this week should be watch Parks and Rec. Yep. Never stop watching yep. Parks and Rec.
1: Right. It Just... will literally change your life. Like Yeah. It treat yourself. Like Treat yourself. Go after your dreams. Like it has it's such an inspirational show. You don't yeah. realize it, but it's literally like it's really inspired me, you know. I want to be the Leslie Nope of whatever I do.
0: Yes, I think yeah. that is a great slogan to carry with you. It's just yeah, you know, be the Leslie Nope of whatever you do. It's great. Yeah, yeah. If everybody was like Leslie Nope, the world would be a much better place.
1: Yes, exactly,
0: exactly. and a much more waffly place. <laughs> <laughs> so. Work,
1: friends, and waffles, but work is third. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Um.
1: Uh. Uh, well, I think uh, I think that about does it. I'm really worried that this is recording weird because I'm looking at my thing on GarageBand and it looks weird. But Mine, did, we'll see. mine does too,
0: but we'll see. Great. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, music I wish, play us out, hopefully. <laughs> I wish
0: our music to play us out was uh, 5,000 Candles in the Wind.
1: Oh, I wish we could buy the rights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. All right, yeah, all here's right. the music.